Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the PT Graduate Podcast, and today my guest is Lorraine Page, better known as Rain PT. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Rain. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing on a Friday afternoon? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Hunger is building, so uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be scoffing when we finish this. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Um, good to meet you and, and for those who don't know you've appeared already this is your your second isn't it because you uh, you joined all the um, Auckland ambassadors a couple of weeks ago uh, I think two or three weeks ago for a sort of a, a, a joint or a group session group interview so welcome back thank you very much thank you for having me again that's great to um, it's great to be able to connect and, and because of that it was kind of what galvanized me into saying hey look let's do a, an individual chat because I've spoken to the other two ladies at more length but not you so uh, great to have you on and uh, be good to find out more oh spill all my secrets <laughs> <laughs> only only the ones you want to okay. um so i see you're from uh onitangi so um on wahidi i was born and raised on an island what? yeah a hickey island so i call myself a little island girl <laughs> island girl with red hair and yeah 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 that's where my family originated from yes okay right yeah 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 um and and so you've been in the industry a reasonable while you've got some some years under your belt when did you um when did it kick off and was that the first thing you did or did you do stuff before um i've been in the health and fitness industry itself for about approximately 18 19 years now okay okay quite a long time so i'm i'm a bit more mature than your 20 something pt yeah 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 but no um i have a bigger background i had background in childcare. i have a background in administration so office work and i was trying to find a way to combine all of that with my love of fitness mm. and so i found a gym that um, I worked in the childcare as a childcare minder, and then okay. I was the manager of the childcare minding situation there. Yeah. And then I also worked on the desk at reception. I also did the sales, so I did all the office work in the gym. Right. And then the PTs on the floor started asking me questions if I could help them in a class. I wasn't qualified. Right. So I helped in the classes, I helped on the gym floor, and then that was kind of what inspired me to actually get um, a certificate or a degree in actually mm. doing it. So then I could do everything I loved all in one place. Fantastic. So you'd, al you'd always had that sort of love for it, and you just sort of found your way to it through yes. all of those other roles. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So where was that originally, that, um, that first location? That very first gym was back in 2004, 2003, 2004, and that was at a woman's only gym called Contours in Green Lane. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's still there, isn't it? Is that right? It is, but it's, yeah. I think it's called Bo Bohe something. Oh, okay. It's 
called a different name now. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, I think uh, one of my um, clients has she's mentioned that before, and she, I think her friend owns it or owned it um, right. that's more recently. Um, so yeah, yeah, those those things are still around in certain places. I think. Yeah. They are in, in like the three or four years I was there, we had um, a couple of different owners and a few different managers. I mean, that's the business. It's yeah. a transit business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's obviously kind of uh, cemented your your passion and you kind of got on track with, with and still, you know, that got you way to where you are, I guess. Pretty much. I mean, fitness is my entire life. So mm. as soon as I was old enough to join a gym, which you weren't allowed to join one until you were 16. So if you're yeah. a good mathematician, I've had a gym <laughs> membership for 38 years now. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. My very first gym I joined was called Top Shape. Right. Which is now Club Physical. Ah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, there's still some of those around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now, fast forward, this is where my research kind of loses a, a substantial amount, but fast forward, <laughs> so I've got you, um, is it Volition by, by Fika in yes, 2015? No. Yes, I worked at a gym, it's a, it was a community gym called Volition in Glen Eden. Volition. Yeah. Right. And they had they had a couple of name changes before they became Volition. Mm. And now the owners have sold it to a company who have several gyms, which is Fika. Ah, okay. So Fika own, from my understanding, a few other gyms in Auckland. So Volition is just one of them. Right, right. Got you. Um, and, then, um, and then Snap in 2018, is that right? That's right. I'm at Snap in Avondale and yeah. I've been there for about, yeah, for a few years now. Yeah. And you do stuff outside of there though. Is that right? I do. I do yeah. mobile training as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you've and got online some. as well. Yeah. Yes. I was just going to read that out actually. So you've got, um, you've got the coaching, which is the, a lot of, I guess, some of the PH360 stuff that you've done um yes. online stuff mobile partner groups and some great group activities i see from your uh, from your page yes i love my groups there i like to keep them small and intimate um i'm a stickler for technique and i find when i've taught really large groups it was really difficult to keep my eyeball on everybody in there yeah yeah and i like to know what everyone's doing because everyone has a different thing happening they've all got different injuries and just things going on and i like to keep yep. my eye on it yep 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 so quality over quantity is um sounds like yep. the focus yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think people get a better experience from that don't they as well i mean obviously there are there are lots of big groups but at the end of the day they know what they're getting when there's sort of 50 people or you know even yeah. 25 people you know it's a significant um responsibility to try and keep a, an eye on all of them on your own you, you'd need extra help yeah i have yeah. i have worked with um another snap pt um when his groups get quite large then uh we work together ah uh, yeah smart for that very reason so we can both yeah. keep an eye on the group so it's his group and um i just help him manage it brilliant yeah mm. yeah and so what um what took you down the path of um of ph360 with the personalized health stuff i really enjoyed uh 
pretty much their ethos of mm. personalized health. I like the idea of it being personalized and individual. Mm. Mm. I don't think one size fits all. I don't believe that in a fitness world. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's very individual and, it, and I like the idea of tailoring what matches that individual person, including their lifestyle. Mm, mm. And did, was it powerful for you? Did Obviously, you'd, you'd set your own up as well as when you get into it, you know, it's part of the process. Did, did it have a, a positive effect for you? Uh, very positive. I always, I've always felt like I'm a bit odd and a little <laughs> bit unique and I don't fit yeah. quite a lot of molds yeah yeah good <laughs> so when i learned um my health type that's how they talk everyone has their health type yeah. and when i learned what kind of makes me me it was like oh finally ah, <laughs> like, really yeah. it makes sense i understand and there's other people as strange as i am right yeah so crusader or sensor mm, both Ah. exactly on the cusp like really? right dead in the min middle center oh okay okay mm -hmm. i picked it <laughs> i can see you picked it <laughs> <laughs> lucky guess lucky guess um okay so um would that mean that you've got an even sort of an even split between those two types or definitely and for me the even split it it does depend on what's going on in my world i have some right. health issues as well so if my health issues come into play i can lean more one way than the other ah, right yes <laughs> smart smart and what do you find triggers those things what, what what are the things that sort of you you'd be aware of now that that sort of take you down that path well, um, the sensor side of me is very sensitive and very yeah. in tune with what's happening around me. Yeah. So I feel energy. I know that sounds airy-fairy, but I feel energies around me. Mm. Mm. So if, if there is a um, positive energy around me, then I can feel quite safe and positive. If there's an uneasy energy around me, then I get quite quiet. Ah. and be observant right and start looking for safety exits like if i need to get out uh, okay okay mm. yeah and, and is that something is that something you you were aware of before you mm. set your profile up and and like you said ah this is me you know the pen it, it all made sense Yes, very much so. I've always known these things about myself. I just didn't realize that other people had them as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it helps you, I guess, connect with some people who may be less aware of themselves and you can sort of help um, bridge that gap for them so that they, they catch catch up to a point where their awareness improves and increases and, and, and then they can make the changes they need to make, I suppose, if they need to. Yeah. Exactly. Like I've, I've always been aware of how I feel about situations and places and just things. Uh, I've never under I never understood why I felt that way. Mm. And now that I went through the PH360 health coaching, I understand why I feel that way now. Yeah. It makes yeah. more sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Quite quite powerful, isn't it? When um when those when you get that information and it's um you know science-based and it and makes sense you know in a real world um the penny yeah. drops it's, you really embrace it yeah mm. 
Yeah. And my crusader side really helps me in business because I yes. can get focused. Yeah. And yeah. almost tunnel vision. So if <laughs> I have a goal in mind, everything else goes out the window and that's my target and that's where my focus goes. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 You're speaking my language now. Crusader. <laughs> yeah yeah but again it's that awareness right you know you kind of know what your what your strengths and your weaknesses are but until they're sort of put on page or on a screen and you go oh okay it can also be a weakness if i only stay in this mode yeah. therefore i need to think about how that comes off for, for other people um Definitely. being very my fast strength, focused my strength and my crusader ability is my focus and my weakness is my focus so there is strength and a weakness yes yes exactly exactly because you can be knocking people out of the way trying to achieve yeah. your, your goal and actually you know you there's no one to talk to at the end if you're not careful because <laughs> you exactly. pissed them all off <laughs> exactly it's like I, I i don't have time to talk to my friends my family my colleagues i'm focused on this and i shut yeah. everything else until i accomplish that yes yeah yeah so I, I guess being on the cusp is quite powerful because then you can you like you said you can sort of lean either way depending on what you need which um which is really useful really useful i find it very useful it works yeah. really well for me <laughs> Awesome. What sort of um, what sort of clients do you tend to work with? If you were to sort of map them on the on the the three H six three wheel, what what's the the typical person that that comes to see you? Um, I I've noticed my niche because that's one thing I think a trainer needs to understand is who their people are. Yeah. And I've come to understand that my people don't have an age or a gender. But the commonality is um, pretty much confidence. Okay. So I build confidence in people. Yeah, yeah. So the kind of people that I attract and I enjoy working with are people that um, need to build their confidence in whatever area is their goal. <clears throat> so whether that's habit building <clears throat> or nutrition or lifestyle just a focus like i'm focused so i can teach people how to have a focus hearing that how um you've found your niche you know what you, you know who your people are and and i think you know that's a really important element of, of doing it well in this industry is is having that whatever you call it you know client avatar or you know that 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 um you know description or or um person that represents all of the people that you work with so that you know who you're talking to and when your message goes out it's mm. always consistent with with those people exactly yeah having a background in caregiving i just think that's my nature right i yes. like to take care of people so if i find somebody the person could be 16, fresh out of high school, never been in a gym, feeling really intimidated, that's male or female, um, and that's my person. Mm. I can mm. take you and I can look after you and I can educate you and I can show you how to get where you need to go in a safe way. Brilliant, brilliant. And I guess if you if you do you you've obviously done that a number of times you've kind of got it down pat in terms of how to approach it. I suppose everybody's different, but at the same time, if their needs are the same or similar, then there would be a, a way of of approaching that to 
must be quite rewarding because um, you know you can see physical stuff but you know that confidence stuff is like a whole nother level because it just it affects everything else doesn't it once once people realize their ability their, their strength their capability whatever it might be it's like all the all the light bulbs go on when the light bulbs go off, I have my clients tease me. Apparently, I have a happy dance. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so when they're doing something that has sparked joy in them, yeah. when they are doing something that they've been trying to accomplish and it finally clicks, yeah. I do this little happy dance thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I get really excited for them. That's awesome people are going to have to hit the youtube link now to watch that because listening is the, just, happy dance. the happy dance is something you've got to see <laughs> yeah that's fantastic it's great to um it's great to celebrate those things as well because sometimes people don't always know how far they've come because they've the now is the now and and they don't always review and reflect and you can yeah. help them do that and they'll sort of see the difference and um you know it's a it's, it's a great celebration for everybody Oh, definitely. Um, I do. I do um, take photos and little videos, and I ah. keep their, uh, little files of them only. And then when um. they're having a down day or they're getting frustrated with something, I show them. Ah, nice. And they're like, "Oh, oh, okay. I forgot that I couldn't do that, or I was, yeah." That's... So I find imagery very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um. I like that idea. I might even steal that because I've, you know, your your, your camera scroll of, of photos is just there. It's like I remember that one. It's about three months ago. But if you have a folder for clients, then it's just ready to go at a moment's notice if you need it. So um, that's a great thing. A lot of my female clients, if they're in, they're not always in the best headspace, and I oh. never force someone to get on a scale. Mm. Um, that can be very intimidating for some people and it yeah. can really mess with your head looking yeah. at numbers yeah so I ask permission and if they don't want to it's okay with me mm. um, and then I ask them if I can take a photo and they always get nervous but I tell them it's only on my phone it goes nowhere it's between me and you and I'm taking the photo to show you in a month what you used to look like yes yeah 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 and they'll have that trust at that stage i imagine that uh you know that's fine and it works well and, and no problem at all yeah i think Definitely. you're right the, the scales can be dangerous right they're only measuring one thing and there are so mm. many other things changing yes i do ask them to do take measurements um and i have not had anyone object to take, take measurements um yeah. but the numbers on the scale i think they can be quite detrimental for some people's mental health yeah yeah agreed agreed and i think um getting that permission is uh, obviously rather than just assuming everyone will go through the same process it's uh it's the right way to approach it yeah. Well, they, they do when I when we first meet in in my initial assessment, they just assume I'm going to measure them and weigh them and put them through this awful fitness. Yeah, test. yeah, yeah. That's where my um, trust building starts in that first assessment. So through conversation, through guidance, and through no pressure, I have mm. a no pressure approach in my assessment. Brilliant, brilliant. You, you, you're obviously a natural, natural of building rapport and helping people, helping put people in a situation where they naturally trust you to to guide them from there. 
Yes, quite a skill. Um, you talked about images and um, you, before we hit record, you mentioned that uh, that was sort of something that you were strong on from mm. a, you know, um, a social media point of view. It's very much about the images, not so much about the words, because and as, as I said, you know, picture paints a thousand words and, and it's absolutely true. There's some phenomenal, uh, not just pictures, but videos up there that uh, of the things that you do and how you do it and who you do it with and um, gives a really good feel for the business. And the person yes. that you are? Yes. Yeah. The imagery is more about my community and my clients and mm. less about me. I want the focus to be about my clients. And I yeah. feel that you can see who I am through my clients. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think the way, way you've done it is is very much the case. Um, and so you've got some private groups there as well. So obviously there's sort of like a, a public page, but you then bring people into private groups. Is that for is that for the privacy, or um, have, you, have you monetized it? What do you do with those groups? So um, I have a couple of different groups, and one group would be like if I have a challenge going, right. if I have a challenge going on. So those challenges will be in a private group, and then we can check in with each other, and that's where I make them accountable, where I've given them homework to do, and. So yeah, so I make them accountable. And yes. then there's another group, um, which is the fitness hub and all my paying members go into that group. Right. And even, even when uh, we stop training together, I keep them in the group. Yeah, clever, clever. And we, we just share things yeah. with each other because we've already got that relationship. Yeah. So we might share um, a girl's night out. Yep. So only female clients and I go out. We might share recipes. We might share um, our loss of focus, and so because so they talk to each other as well. Mm, it's like a community. Mm, mm, mm. That's powerful. I like the uh, the idea of keeping people in the community, even if they've stopped attending for whatever reason it may be, and they're more likely to, whenever the time is right, come back round again, perhaps. Definitely, mm. definitely. Retention is my goal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very and good goal. <laughs> also, when it, when like when we're in lockdown during like a COVID situation, if we're in a lockdown, that's where my clients I I offer free uh, classes in there, and that's just to keep all of us focused, myself included. Right. And yeah, I, don't right. Charge, I don't charge for that. That's just something we all join in and do together. Yeah, yeah. I think that retention thing is something we undervalue because I spoke to, um, I don't know if you know Paul Brown, whose nickname is Mr. Retention. Uh, right. ch chatted to him a couple of uh, episodes ago, which haven't, hasn't come out yet, but he kind of accidentally got into this retention business because um there was there were some gyms out there that were needing help and he started looking and they were like we need help with our sales and marketing and he looked at that and he said guys you're doing a great job with your sales and marketing he said the problem is you're losing people out the back door as fast as they're coming in the front door uh the work needs to go in to retaining not not recruiting and um and i think that's probably a really good lesson for all of us in this industry is well what what actual practices or systems and processes do we have that we continuously do to to manage that retention and and, um, and make it a priority 
Definitely, and because and I, I do believe um, in the fitness world, like when you're working with a client, whatever their goal is, what happens, like do you have a plan past their goal? Mm. Some people mm. will say for a long time and that's the relationship you've built, but some people, once they've reached that goal, they no longer require your services. And instead of being sad you lost a client, you should be like elated that mm. you've got their goal. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. My work is done. I've yep. helped you reach this. And yep. at that point is where the retention needs to come in. So what are you retaining them for? Are you mm -hmm. creating a lifestyle for them or are you creating? And now that's what my fit for life is about. Yeah. Are we getting fit for now? Are we getting yeah. fit for an event like a wedding or a birthday? Or are we getting fit for your life? Mm, mm, yeah and all the things that that may bring yeah that's that's the that's the reason i kind of use that now as well which we we share and amongst others as well around the country and, and the world <laughs> it's it makes a lot of sense though because it has kind of double meaning and um yeah yeah, yeah I, I like it um you've already dropped in a number of great tips in the way you do things and i think that's been really really useful um but any sort of hot tips that you would um recommend people um could use or things that you've done that haven't worked and gone right never doing that again um <laughs> that you'd pass on okay um the three things that i can think of off the top of my head is find your people yeah like once yeah. you know your niche and what works for you, um, put your processes and plans and your energy into that. Because not everybody's going to fit you. No, no. And that's okay because they may fit. They may fit another trainer. Mm. So mm. I'm not a morning person. So people <laughs> who want to train in the morning, um, they're not for me, and they're never going to be for me. And I'm okay with that. Sure. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I've tried to get up in the morning and it just doesn't work. <laughs> it's not Fair sustainable enough. for me. No. Well, that's the thing, right? If, if you're pushing, pushing, pushing and it's not sustainable, it's not going to, yeah, it's, it's going to stop at some point. My second tip would be financial. Um, right. Cre create your pricing packages and don't alter them. Don't let a client negotiate with you. It's your business. It's your service. And the one question I always ask myself is, would they negotiate with a doctor? Mm. Would they negotiate with a physiotherapist? Would mm. they negotiate with an osteo? They wouldn't negotiate. So why are they negotiating? Why am I letting them negotiate with me? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's know your value. Yeah. Know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Know your value, know your yeah. worth. Yeah. Fantastic. And there, there are other ways to be flexible with your pricing besides doing sales and dropping your price. Mm. Um, and that's why I enjoy group training and partner training. Yep. So if you've got options that they can choose from, then, you know, then so maybe they could do your $20 boot camp as opposed to your $100 personal training session. Sure. sure. Maybe you could bring in two or three other people and they could share the cost with each other. You still get the same amount of money. Yeah. And you still get the benefit of a training session. Brilliant. Clever. Thinking outside the box a little bit. That's smart. Yeah. Fantastic. 
And the third one is probably what we just covered, which would be retention. Um, whatever you feel you need to do to retain, like you know your person, you've, you've been working with them, you understand their goals, you understand what they're asking and what they need. So you've learned your niche, you've got your pricing sorted. Now, how do you retain that? Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Now, do you have some specific practices that you're happy to share that work well for you? In regards to retention? Retention, yeah. Um, I, I like to know my person. Mm. So I like to know who they are and what their goals are. And then I like to remind them of who they are and what their goals are. Yes. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That sounds simple, but it, there's more to that than meets the eye, isn't there? Oh, there's so much yeah. to it. Especially if you have a lot of people, it's hard to remember all the details. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. personalized, personalized health. Make it personal, make it about them. And um, my fit for life, my mantra is fitting fitness into real life. So I let them know that real life happens. It's okay to not, you know, have a good breakfast. Just have a better lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I like to create a safe space for my person. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Reminds and me. not demonize them. You know, don't no, you, no. you ate something really bad? You missed a training session. Like, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to point my fingers at you. No, exactly. No judgment. You had an off day. Let's have a better day. Yeah. I, um, it reminds me of a video I just saw earlier today with Michelle Yandel, who's a, um, a nutritionist, but m more than that, but she, she's very much a believer of the same sort of line of thinking. And, um, she was eating a biscuit, a decent sized biscuit. And the text just said, what happens to your body when you eat a biscuit? Nothing. <laughs> you know, it doesn't change. With yeah. one biscuit. So, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, it's just one biscuit. As you yeah. say, go go and, you know, seek out a slightly healthier lunch. You know, it's just, yeah, move on. When, when they tell me they had like a burger or something for dinner, my first question is, did you enjoy it? Yes. Did it taste good? Yeah. 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 I don't put yeah. any guilt on them for doing that. No. No, it's, it's real life, you know, real life happens, birthday, yeah. Christmases, feeling yeah. sad, like it happens. Yeah. And it's the 80-20 rule, isn't it? Or whichever you prefer, whichever way you want to frame it, you know, it's, it's what you do most of the time that matters, not what you do every minute of every day. Yeah, definitely. Mm. When at Christmas time is a great example, my clients always ask me, what am I meant to do at Christmas? Because <laughs> I go on holiday at Christmas. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? And I'm like, look, there are no rules between Christmas and New Year. Eat what you want, do what you want. Just between New Year and Christmas, you've got to worry about. It's yeah. one week. Yeah, do exactly. Do make exactly. you feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the company of others. Enjoy the food, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's great. Um, some, some, I was scribbling those there, uh, Rain. So if my, I was looking down, that's because I was making notes, not because I wasn't listening. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for those. And thank you for your time. And um, it's been, uh, it's been interesting learning more about not just you and your business, but some of the ways in which you do it as well, because that's the juicy bit. Those are the good stuff that, um, you know, I want 
to try and find from 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 guests so listeners have that that and they can filter as much as they want or use as much as they want so thank you my pleasure mm, cool all right enjoy your weekend good to see you you too bye bye thanks for listening to this episode of the pt graduate if you enjoyed the episode please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button and i'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too cheers for now